Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Connect with DP City. I am super excited about our guest today. First and foremost, we have my beautiful wife, Miss Sharissa Headley, and her baby, our baby, in her tummy. And we have our very own DP City Church elders, Larry and Gay Smeath. So everyone give it up for them. You didn't know we had an audience, huh? <laughs> Live audience. Live audience. I always like to surprise people with that one. Oh, I'm glad they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Would you be embarrassed if there was people watching right now? Probably. But you're a hairdresser. You have to be into. It's, it's a one-on-one. It's the person. It's intimate. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. And, and Larry was a teacher. We just found out. See, I never knew that about you. I always kind of wondered what you did for work. Well, that was for a short time. That was after I retired from uh, telephone work. Mm. Uh, it didn't last very long because they used me as a target. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what were you doing in telephone? You were, like, building the, the lines? or? Well, I had uh, 35 and a half years with DTE and did numerous different jobs. So uh, so I wound up in what they call uh, facility planning. So we had to look in advance for what might be needed. And there was a lot of development going on. So That's pretty cool. Technology. And Gay, you've been yeah. a hairdresser your whole, your whole career? No, I worked at the bank and I worked as a receptionist in the doctor's office. And I was a waitress at one time. And... For a long time, I was a hairdresser, though. Yeah. My nana was a... Like 40 years? My nana was a waitress for a long time, and um, she talks about that job life, like how people talk about the military. Like, the, her passion for the hospitality industry, for being a waitress, is like... I, I'm like, dude, I, I just thought people got that, like, when they worked in, you know, in college and they needed a, a part-time job or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like... My Nana's serious. Like she, she will tell you if it's a good waitress or a bad waitress, <laughs> and what they can do to to improve their hospitality and, and how you could be good for them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. how how you should yeah. treat your waiters and waitresses. And uh, God bless them. I don't know if I could ever do that job, but I don't want to say that too much times because then God might test me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mother was a waitress for eleven years and raised three kids on that income, and it was really hard on. Yeah. Well, it's probably one of the hardest jobs in the restaurant industry because you're dealing with people on a constant basis and Their then highs and lows. you're treated like, you know, I mean, if your food comes with pickles when you didn't ask pickles, like the waitress is the target. But it's like the cook is the one that didn't read the ticket or didn't, you know, do it right. The waitress isn't the waitress enemy. The main target. Yeah. yeah. And that's the most confrontation my mother had was with the cook. Mm-hmm. Not with the people. Right, because they're she's the one that's dealing with the people. Yeah. yeah, and the cooks are back there. They don't care. They don't see the faces. <laughs> they don't know what's going on, so they're just whatever. That's crazy. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you guys uh, found each other, found DP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> found each other. Let's start yeah, with found that's each other. easy stuff. <laughs> well, uh, We'd both been married previously, and our partners died. And uh, we both had friends that, uh, common friends, but we didn't know each other. So those friends introduced us through a series of events and uh, uh, happened up in Mariposa, where we lived for a while. And 
new people that he is doing their hair, and uh, they said, well, you know, he lost his mate, and then you lost your mate, maybe we should get them together. That's kind of what happened. Kind of like all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on it, Dave? Yeah, there was a lot like that. There was a lot in between. Yeah. I mean, it that was the Lord's thing. That wasn't because when I lost my husband, I said no. You know, he had the best effect with the rest, mm. and I had a property, and I had horses, and I had a business, mm. and uh, so I had no interest until about four and a half years later. I quit telling my husband. You're such a fine man that you just take me out to dinner, you know. Don't you feel like a woman because you're like 60-something something? Well, I take her out to dinner quite often. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, the Lord blessed me with a chance, you know. Well, I think it's amazing that you guys definitely get each other. You know what I mean? Like it, you guys have that same little story, similar story, so – there's things there that you guys can understand about each other, and it's not probably an issue, you know. Um, and I made a list. Like, it's okay to say. Oh, we did, too. When we I made a list. When we were in um, high school? Yeah. Yeah, when we were in high school, we took purity classes at our youth group, and one of the things that they had us do was, like, write down a list of everything you wanted our spouse to be and everything you wanted to be for our spouse. So we haven't necessarily made our youth group do that, but we do encourage them to do yes. that. But we both tell them, be very specific, because there's some <laughs> things you're going to leave off that list that you're going to be like, you're like, why didn't I not put that? <laughs> I want him and uh, outgoing, and sometimes you're just like, this guy is going to kill But me. also sometimes <laughs> sometimes things are on your list aren't immediately there, and yeah. you grow into that. For example, she wanted somebody who probably enjoyed Mexican food and stuff like that. And I was not that. Later. I was a white boy. Twelve. I was not. <laughs> oh my God. I was not into spicy food. I mean, I liked bean and cheese burritos, but that was about it. And oh now God. I'm like, give me the enchilada sauce. But dipping he into was the like, pico I want ketchup on it, and I'm like, that is such a sin on all humanity. <laughs> I've grown. I've grown. <laughs> That's good. You know, I grew into her list a little bit. So where was the first place you guys went to dinner? Red Fox. Never had. Well, uh, in that Jose. Yeah, we really were, both our spouses were still alive then, though. We right, but then we did afterwards. Yeah, it depends how you do it, because he was a real estate guy, and he sold my former wife and I a house up in Mariposa on Angus Court, and we were kind of like celebrating that sale by going to the Red Fox, but we didn't remember each other from that. Mm. Yeah, he was just a client. And um, when you're married, you don't look at other guys. Yeah. Right. You know, any other than just, you know, clients. But we did go over to your house that you bought mm -hmm. because uh, it needed some work. And <coughs> Larry asked um, my then husband if um, he knew anybody that, you know, could fix some stuff up. And he said, I can't imagine. My son was a contractor, mm. so he went over there, and so my son knew him before I did. Mm. And there were seeds planted. Him. There was definitely oh seeds yes. planted. Yeah. And I love you guys. I feel like you guys, like I had no, 
I, I think you had mentioned to me you guys were married before, but I didn't know, like, for for whatever reason, I thought you guys had been together for 40-plus years <laughs> just because of how well you guys, like, I don't know. I, it's definitely, like how you said, it's definitely a God thing, you know. It's, like, so well matched all together, and you guys definitely are the couple that kind of, Kyle and I always mention that you just have such a gentle spirit, like, when we come around you guys, it's such a peace. Like, even if I'm having a hard day and I don't want to cry or I don't want to be emotional, I have to stay away from you because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to hug her once I'm and it's break over. <laughs> no, I definitely yeah. refer to you guys a lot behind the scenes as, like, the grandparents of DC City. Like, <laughs> and not in a bad way because, like, I love my grandparents. Yeah, and, same. And Teresa does too. And it's like Gay and Larry are, like, the ones that they have servants' hearts, but not just to be, like, working in the the cafe or whatever, but truly if anything that you need and they're physically or spiritually able to give that to you, they will. So rather it's, like, a hug or you need someone to help you clean something or whatever, like, that's no questions asked. And, like, that's what reminds me of, like, my grandparents because I know, like, I could pick up my, my phone right now and call my papa or my nana and say, hey, can, can I do this? And if it's within their means – it's no questions asked it's like you're my grandson yeah of course you know mm-hmm. and that's what that's what i mean by the mm-hmm. grandparents of dc city because i really feel like you guys have that love for the the congregation as a whole but not just like specific people who are your group you know because we all have it we all have our connect groups or our friends or whatever but i feel like you guys have like that blanket love over the congregation and my so. my my other fa- sorry i gotta brag over just a little bit my <laughs> other favorite part is like, I mean, we were just talking to it right before we went on, but um, when Kyle and I were um, in the process of wanting to, to find another place and everything, like, w- first of all, we were taught, you know, you don't, the, your holy of holies is very, um, should be locked and secure between you and your spouse and then obviously with God. And very few people do allow into that holy of holies. And that was something that we didn't, necessarily want to share with very many people altogether but you guys were definitely the two that we were like you know what <laughs> like we we leaned on you guys for that prayer whether or not it was a every single day type of thing like you said we'd check it up or anything like that but it was there was a safety net you know we felt that comfortableness and um we were talking about now Kyle and I are in a bigger place and mm-hmm. um, definitely better for our family and just Overall, just like our spirits are definitely a lot more free uh, where we live now, and we're super thankful. And um, I, you know, I mentioned to you guys that we're just we're really grateful that you guys were the backbone in in that prayer. You know, because even on the days where we were like, we're not going to find a house, nothing's going to be in our price range, <laughs> it's not going to happen type thing. We were doubtful. You know, like we know that the spirit was still leading you guys to look for stuff. So we're we're really, really grateful. And I love you guys to death. Oh, what are you grateful for? <laughs> oh, thank you. So I hear he takes you out to dinner a lot. I now a recurring theme on this podcast is we have to talk about food. We we never not get to talk <laughs> about food. It's so amazing. But we love food. So where's your guys' go to dining place here in town? Hanger. We oh, have a me, dog. Me and Tyler were just talking about going there sometime. Hanger? Oh, wait, that's... A hanger. Well, not, we don't go there for dinner. We go no, there but we play tennis and we play pickleball, so usually when we're through... Where is this? 
It's the airport. At Lyman's the airport. airport. That's yeah. what we were talking about yeah, the other day. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we usually, because now that we have a dog, that's the only restaurant we can go to. <laughs> oh, they let, the the, they let the dog in? No, no. They eat outside. There's oh. not that many places. So that isn't the our. The patio. You guys go <laughs> sit yeah. on the patio. <laughs> so. You know, Kim <laughs> and Ellie over there look at each other. What kind of food do they have? We were just talking about uh, going over there with Tyler, Tyler and Phoebe and hanging out and eating because none of us have ever tried it over there. It wasn't anything glamorous. It's something that you would probably fix at home. Yeah. It's just we don't do it. I like home. I like home yeah. cooked food. Experience altogether. Yeah. yeah, just I don't know. I guess he likes to eat out. In fact, when I first met him, my feelings were hurt because he was always taking me out to dinner, and I thought he didn't have to act. Oh, <laughs> Larry! But he that that wasn't his thing. He was trying to help me because I had to be the cook and what have you. And yeah. we had a B and B, so it was God was answering we, your prayer. And you just so he said, "Hey, let's go to dinner." You know. <laughs> I like to go out to eat. I I like the last thing I want to do when I get home from work and everything is. To hang out in the kitchen and cook food, but I love I love cooking, I love barbecuing, but when it becomes work instead of like <laughs> let's hang out and barbecue and, and have a good time, she likes to cook. She enjoys cooking and serving and and making sure everyone is. Yeah, I just have to cook when it's my kitchen. I'm oh, like, definitely. I want to so be waited on. Clean, I'm like, nope, we gotta clean it first before we can even start. I want to <laughs> sit down, have refills, talk, play cards. Hey. Like that's. That's we what we I like. do that a lot, but he's good. He's good in the kitchen. He, um, <laughs> I'll be cooking and stuff, and I don't like having dishes in the sink, so I'll yeah. start washing them. I have him there while I'm preparing things, and he's washing the dishes and yeah. getting them out of the way. And even when we have company, he's um, I fix their stuff. No, and I only cook pancakes. No, I oh. no, but you help with you the must mess cook some and mean that's pancakes. Oh. If that's your I'm specialty, that must be like. <laughs> I was just watching the show called Chopped. I don't know if you guys watch it, but it's like mm-hmm. a cooking show. It's a cooking competition. And the, the whole thing is like they they have like a, ba- a random basket of ingredients, and then they're like, okay, you have to make an uh, appetizer out of this or a dessert or a meal. And it can be the most random things, but they got a uh, pancake batter in there. And somebody cooked bacon, chopped it up, and threw it in the batter before they made the pancake. And I was like, how come I have never thought of that? I've literally made that. No, you did it with Oreos. Oh, my. (laughs) Sure. I have made that for you. It It wasn't memorable. Or maybe it was the kids. Yeah, I don't think It could have been the kids. Because I'm not a big pancake (laughs) eater anyways. (laughs) I like French. If I'm going to have pancakes, waffles, French toast, anything in that, er I would rather have French toast than pancakes or waffles. But my go-to spot, my favorite place in town is Tacos and Beer. That's oh. that is my. You've never been there? No, I. Well, yeah, we have. Is that the one right around the corner? Yeah, it we is went right there. there once. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite place yeah. in town. Didn't like it? No, I like yeah. In-N-Out. I'm not a fast yeah, food person, so he introduced me to In-N-Out. <laughs> that's fast food. Uh, well, I know, but it was that's the a good fast food. Though it was the protein <laughs> that that you. Told me was good. So, are you kidding me? All them years you've been on this world, and you barely got introduced to In and Out by Larry. Well, yeah, I lived up in the mountains for almost thirty some years, and you know that there is like thirty something years of your life that is missing something. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) In and Out is a staple of our diet. I love In and Out. I love In and Out. Yeah. So, I like. 
it's improved and now it's this, but it hasn't made that much money or something like that. I don't know. Oh, she loves lobster Dallas. head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't like none of that. Like shrimp sometimes. Yeah, I like shrimp too. I'll have an occasional shrimp, but I, I don't like no kind of trout, bass, catfish, crab. I don't good. like none of that. Crawfish. I like steak. I don't eat cows. I like. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like. Oh, red meat. Red meat. Yeah. Give him oh. soups and casseroles, and he's in heaven. Oh, well. <laughs> and salads. So, do you like Olive Garden? Mm-hmm. We go there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, bottomless soup and salad. Yeah. Like, how much better could you get, right? Right. <laughs> What's your favorite, favorite soup there? All four of them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's the chicken gnocchi. That's what I like. That's my I favorite. I like the Toscana. What about you, Larry? I like that one, too. Yeah. My brother is a big fan of the minestrone. It's okay. almost like a chili. It's almost like a chili bean, really, mm-hmm. when you look at minestrone it. Minestrone is very good. Yeah. Mine's the chicken gnocchi, because it reminds me of chicken and dumplings yeah. a lot. It's I like it, too. So tell me an honest question. This is a safe place, okay? How much cheese do you put on your soup? You know, when they come around and it's None. just daywin? None? No. Oh my goodness! I don't want to ruin it with extra stuff. No, <laughs> perfection. No cheese on the salad. No cheese on the soup. Oh, you're probably oh their heroes. Goodness. They probably love when you guys come in. <laughs> we make we put their arms to work. They I'm like <laughs> I like it's like SpongeBob. Like it was like muscles and everything. I want them to be like that when they come. There's this joke. It tastes so good when it's like super gooey and cheesy. I don't know. I don't There's know. this joke in. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll try it next. In. Uh, <laughs> The office where he says, I have a perfect plan for murder. I bring everyone in to Olive Garden, have the lady start spinning her keys and never tell her to stop so everyone dies. <laughs> and she, like, that's us. We're like, we want you to use that whole block. Like, we use all the cheese. We love cheese. <laughs> it's so They're going to start raising the prices. <laughs> I mean, I know. I think that's why we only go once or twice a year. Yeah, we really don't <laughs> go that much. I mean,. I, I'm not a huge, I'm not the biggest fan, so I'll go just eat the the chicken gnocchi. Yeah. But she likes, like, pastas and stuff like that. I, I just don't really like Italian food. I like lasagna, but I don't like regatta cheese, like that yeah. fluffy white cheese. And everything they make there in the realm of lasagna has that cheese in it. And I, I'm a texture eater, so something has to have, like, a good mm-hmm. texture to it. And I can't stand the, the texture of that cheese, so it just kind of throws everything off. It's like ginger. Ginger. Yeah. yeah. They all look sour. Like, yeah. I have to have, fr- when I eat sandwiches, I have to have some kind of crunch. So, if, like, if there's no lettuce available, then I'll have to put potato chips okay. inside my yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Potato chips. Yeah. That's why I like the pickles in it. She's not a pickle person, but I, I like, I like the pickles pickle. inside of it for that reason because it does give a texture. And when I make extra cream, I have to cut up the pickle and put it in. Yes. You know, like not slices, but chop it up. And I think the only thing I've ever been okay with pickles in <coughs> in my food is potato salad. Because I think my dad would chop up pickles and put it in yeah. potato salad. I'm not 100% sure. Sweet pickles, too. Probably. But yeah. I, I think that's the only thing I've, yeah. I've ever eaten that I'm okay with pickles. I can't stand pickles. At the beginning of my pregnancy, I, I mean, I know it's like this whole thing where, like, Anytime I was pregnant, then Larry's like all about the pickles and the weird stuff. But like, I really did love them. I was like, oh my gosh, I want them so much more. But now I'm like, I'm kind of over that phase. So I'm like, oh wow. In last year, 2020, I 
2019, maybe it was 2022, we had a whole, like, campaign with our youth group, like, a theme for the whole year called Drink the Pickle Juice. And I have a, actually have a picture of a thing that I drew and I put it up on the main screen when Pastor Susan wasn't paying attention. And she's, like, standing there, and then there's, like, this monkey with, like, a pickle juice, and it says, drink the pickle juice on the on the main screen, and she has no idea. Anyways, <laughs> um, and her, it was Sharissa who actually came up with it. It was, it was really cool, but it was talking about, like, pickle juice is the number one thing to that will stop cramping. So we were talking about, like, professional athletes in the middle of, like, a football game or a basketball game or something mm-hmm. like that. If they start cramping, you'll see them. They'll have, like, a jar of just straight pickle juice on the sideline just, just guzzling it. <laughs> And and so, in so moderation. W- let's let's let's. <laughs> These are professional that, athletes. In moderation, <laughs> it's it's not like a hundred percent documented, but it's like it's been all studies have been proven that it helps. So Sharissa was uh, like teaching a sermon of like how we have the answers like prayer and worship and meditation to you know to not like meditation like home but like meditation and prayer yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that and and you know sermons and reading your bible like that's the pickle juice right and a lot of times we will go through so much stuff in our life and never drink the pickle juice we just you know oh this sucks this is happening to me this is going on she's like no you got to drink the pickle juice like if you're cramping in life if things are happening and it's not a favor it's not god on your life you got to get back and start drinking some pickle juice so we had like a whole the whole year was all about drink the pickle juice and it's like i think two years ago now which is crazy well, wow. Where do you get all your great ideas for things to work on? Yeah. Yeah. So you come up with the I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest with you. I don't think I'm that great. <laughs> I, I really don't. I you guys come up with some really you good do. stuff. <laughs> I think uh I don't know, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm I think I'm a good teacher. I'm a good pastor, I'm good preaching at them. I'm 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 good at coming up with like lessons and, and sermons and things like that. But all the fun stuff, all the unique things that we do, that's all her. All right. Like she's one hundred. She's one hundred percent the fun one. I like mean, I definitely pull from like other resources. Like if we've ever done something in the past, like with our youth group, and I don't try to keep it the same because I have the understanding like look, these kids are not my child in in our teen years. You know, they're they're their own kids. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna want to do things that are more like modern in today so like obviously there's like sources like instagram and tiktok that have crazy funny things and stuff like that so we definitely lean on whatever the youth is wanting to do Mm -hmm. type things like hide and seek we kind of got to the point where we were like oh we're kind of burnt out from hide and seek now we're getting older obviously (laughs) we're like it's cold um (laughs) but we'll do it for them 100 percent. but they had mentioned not too long ago like we need more hide and seek throughout the year and we're like okay we'll get thicker sweaters <laughs> like no big deal because that's what they like you know regardless of what we would want type of thing you know like it's all about trying to gear towards what is going to minister to them what's mm-hmm. going to break through and like something like hide and seek it's so basic you know it's like it's I mean, we've all played hide and seek growing up. You know, it's so simple. Takes a lot of energy, though. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This probably two times ago that we played, I like literally got on the floor with them underneath the bush and was terrified. I was thinking about all the spiders and (laughs) ants and everything. They were probably crawling on me, (laughs) and terrified. And I mean, they love it. So if you're willing to like get down and get dirty with them and like you know like. 
be be a kid, be silly. Or think, I don't know if you play. You played on something. Yeah, I yeah, I I can. I'll play around. I like playing around. I don't like organizing the the play around stuff. I don't like being the one that's spontaneous. Like, yeah, I'll I'll mess around. Like I I hid in a in a bush and they couldn't find me for like thirty minutes. And Teresa was like. I don't even know what you offered them, but you offered somebody something, something good for I the forgot. first person <laughs> to find me, and they went they went crazy. But I was, I was, you I know, think you got hurt that night. <laughs> I <laughs> broke my ankle. <gasps> I broke my ankle, and then really? I had to be Breaking on. No, I broke it. my <laughs> ankle, and I had to be on stage the next day, and I had like uh, ace bandage and my my shoe like tied as tight as I could, and then I hobbled on stage. It was it was bad, but um, you know, I was the youngest boy. For a long time in my family, because there's nine of us siblings, and we're a blended family, and we have adopted. Like it's a it's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But for the majority of my life, I was the youngest boy, and both of my older brothers are hyper competitive. So my one brother, I think, is 17 years older than me, and then the other one is seven. No, my one brother's 14 years older than me, and the other one is four years older than me. And so, um, like we would be outside playing basketball, they wouldn't let me make a shot. Like, if I was seven years old, they were blocking everything, stealing the ball. Like, so I had to learn how, how to make a shot. Like, they weren't giving me nothing. So hide-and-seek was something that I was really good at as a kid, even though I was a bigger kid because I was I, – they wouldn't be like, oh, see me over there and then just walk away and act like they didn't see me. Like, they would bust me, you know? So even though nowadays, like, I have no problem crawling underneath a car or <laughs> whatever I have to do if we're playing hide-and-seek. Yeah, we gotta try again. If we're playing hide and seek, I'm 100% all in. You know, <laughs> same, same thing. But I'm more like, you know, if we have a barbecue or like a, like a bonfire night, mm. I'm like, let's hang out, like sit down by the bonfire, listen to music, talk about life and whatever, hang out, maybe throw a football or something. She's so good at like having a hundred games planned for Aww. each and every one of them. It's like, okay, now we're playing human chess, or now we're doing this and doing that, and like. I'm like, all right, go. For, let's do it. What are the rules? Human <laughs> chess would be cool, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like chess. You're thinking about Harry Potter, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. So you guys both, you mentioned you both have kids um, from your previous marriage. How mm-hmm. many kids do you guys each have? I have two. I have three. Oh. He's got the girls. I've got the boys. So oh. I got my girls now. He's got his How boys. How cute. I love that. Are they similar in age? I Mine are older than his. Yeah. I started younger. Um, I have a 65 and a 64-year-old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then you guys have quite a bit of grandbabies, right? Mm-hmm. And great-grandchildren. And great-grandchildren. Okay. We have 24 great-grandchildren. We have uh, 20, no, 13. 14. Twelve grandkids. <laughs> we have oh five wow. kids. So they all doubled up. No, you yeah. have fourteen. Oh. <laughs> Twelve plus two oh, over here. The Lord. <laughs> 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 okay. take it. Yeah. Oh wow. And then remind me, because I, I know it was maybe what two years ago you guys talked about Christmas time, right? You guys do something special with your family. Like where you, it's a separate day or something like that. No, they used to. Um, well, the mother-in-laws and father-in-laws were married. Um, Larry and Larry's grandson moved out in the garage of the oldest daughter of Larry's and took breakfast and have all the tables and everything. They've had like twenty, thirty people there. 
<clears throat> at the band present party. They would cook pancakes and bacon and papa sausage. And, yeah. <laughs> that was precious. Her son-in-law is well over there, but bring her to her son. He can also sing and do music. Right. By the time you got out the first batch, they'll probably be ready for the second. Well, they had a whole batch ready when they by the time they got there too, you know, because they kind of straggle in and out, you know. Yeah. But uh, everyone's on different times. Yeah. Anyway. But it's, it's fun. It's we haven't been there for a couple of years. Yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of the in-laws have passed away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but we were just talking about that that matriarch and the. Patriarch of the family. Yeah. She was still alive. Well, Joelle ain't still alive. Yeah. Her the mother oldest. was still alive. So, how did you guys? How did you guys find Kiki? The oldest son-in-law uh, just found her in Dalton. They talked. They were both from Baptist Church, okay. and so um, he came for some meetings, and then he uh, helped his wife in to come and. And when we'd come down from the mountains, um, we'd be here on Sunday. So we always wanted to go to church. So mm -hmm. he started coming to DT. And then um, I think, what, three times he had come down. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, well, when we first moved here, we, were, we still looked around. Well, we came here first, and then we thought, well, you know, it'd be better to settle in. Yeah, settle in here first. See where the Lord wants us, because we this is not where we had intended mm -hmm. on being. We were on our way to Idaho. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, long story in between that. But um, this is, we got basically uh, smoked out of Carpinteria through the plant for sale. Um and that big fire in Binkley and Thomas Santa Barbara fire. for Thomas Fire. Yeah, yeah, I mean. So our uh, picture was left there. And so we were talking with our friends at um, Four Seasons from Mariposa who lived there. Mm -hmm. So we called and told them, you know, that we were on our way. And <coughs> we found out they were in Mariposa. And they weren't going to be home till that weekend. And so then we said, well. What are we going to do? And we both sat and looked at one another. Well, every time we go to a town, we look for property. And so the Lord took us to Bell Road, and we bought the first house we saw. It had everything that was, I'm a list maker, <laughs> everything that was on my Love list except, <laughs> except for the um, fifth wheel. We couldn't park. We had to put it in storage, and uh, I couldn't have a B&B. &B. We weren't going to have a B&B. &B. So we loved How it. How was the business with that? Yeah, in yeah, in uh, Mariposa. So a lot of people from Europe came from. Wanted to go to Yosemite, and so we had opened up a B and B, and I still had the beauty shop. That's good. Yeah, it was. It was a blessing. Uh, we didn't. There are good people all over the world. Yeah, <laughs> well, we had a good time. Yeah, they. Um, we had some games in the back sunroom where all of our games were, and. Uh, there was a couple from Germany, uh, Germany. <laughs> and as they were going to the bath, uh, to their back, their bedroom, we looked in there and we, we could hear them and they, they've got 
watch Settlers of Catan. <laughs> I've heard that game's fun. I've never yeah. played it, but I heard it's a lot of fun. So, um, We're a big board game family. Yeah. We have cards and board games. and we Like I said, we go to Olive Garden. We, s- we, we sit down and play rummy on mm-hmm. or, uh, or gin rummy. Or she likes to play like speed, but I'm terrible at those games. <laughs> I need the, the methodical, the thought Me ones, too. you know. You do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at them. <laughs> but um, so one last question before we go. We like to ask everyone where they – and I messed up the last couple of times I didn't ask, but I'd like to get started going with you guys again. Like, where do you guys see yourself in five years, ministry-wise, life-wise? What, what would you guys see yourself doing in, in five years when you're looking back? I, I don't think that far ahead. I figure mm-hmm. by the grace and the wisdom of the Lord's hand, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's he has planned. Yeah. Uh, uh, day by day, we look for the Lord's guidance. Isn't it servant heart? So, five years from now, we'll still be doing. Still serving. Yeah, still being uh, <laughs> doing something. Uh, might be menial, but we'll still be uh, open to the Lord. I don't think anything you guys do is menial. Yeah. Well, no, we're we are blessed yeah. because I think the Lord has really blessed us with our house, our husband, and our children. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're active, so I know. A lot of people are active, but they get hurt, and we can stay tuned, I think. Mm. Well, and, uh, yeah. The Lord has definitely blessed us, so that's what we hope we are still doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of our family. I'm proud of our family. I, yeah. I love that. Well, any final thoughts? Any, any words of wisdom? Well, I think DT Church is uh, really important to a lot of people that need a spiritual contact. One of the reasons we chose DT Church is because there is a lot of uh, hands-on ministry. So people come forward. They don't uh, have to leave right away and have to sit down there with them, stay with them, put hands on them, and minister to them. And uh, you don't see that in a lot of bigger churches where people have to get out of there to make room in the parking lot or whatever. So... Spirit has more control, I think, at DT Church than any of the other three and a half. So we we love DT Church. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think we, I think even as a staff and as a church, uh, we could do a better job at keeping the doors open for longer and and you know having people feel welcome to bring their lunches and hang out <laughs> and sit on the patio. I I'm with you. I don't think we need to slam the door shut and kick everybody away so fast. And and like you said, we do a good job at you know, sticking around and keeping it open. But I came from churches where, you know, we were in the morning, the morning sessions, and then it would break out and we would eat lunch and hang out for a couple hours on the church property and then turn around and go back to the night servings and almost never leave. That's the way I grew up. And yeah, as a kid, sometimes it was tiring. But now that I look back at it, I think of all the fellowship I had with, you know, the other kids Mm -hmm. and all the fellowship my parents had as ministers with other people and stuff like that, that there's definitely a need for that kind of fellowship and relationship with the congregation for sure. Because a lot of people that come into the church, maybe they've come a year or so and they kind of wander. They're kind of afraid to join a connect group. Or they or don't something. have family around. You <coughs> know what I mean? They, this is the only, the only talking, group. Talking, you know, talking yeah. to them and, you know, welcoming them while they're still in the church, even though the Sunday yeah. service is over, you know, they. Yeah. 
have a personal, they get more of a personal touch. Yeah, there are some too many churches where people are stand up because they need prayer or they need something, yeah. and then other people in the congregation will go and put their hands on mm -hmm. them and, and they pray with them. That's a good thing. It is, yeah. It's you can see the Holy Spirit moving, and that's what we wanted. Yeah, you know, we were big churches in the West Pacific last, and mm -hmm. that was what we were looking for to make sure we we could be part of it, not in and out of it. We definitely want to see all the churches be uh, the same type of atmosphere. So thank you. We're blessed to have you guys today. <coughs> Need more people like you. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We, this was a great podcast. I think we definitely need to have you guys in again and, and dive in deeper. <laughs> That's okay. You did amazing. You I loved did. it. So. Hey, guys, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Share with all your family and friends who go to DP and anybody outside of DP that um, you think may need to hear a little bit of the golden nuggets that Gay and Larry dropped on us today. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We're looking forward to the next time. Bye.